Praise the Lord. Today's Bible reading is taken from Psalm 41. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he shall be blessed upon the earth. And thou would not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou will make all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. And when he goeth abroad, he telleth it. All that hate me whisper together against me against me do they devise my hurt an evil disease say they cleaveth fast unto him and now that he lieth he shall rise up no more yea mine own familiar friend in whom i trusted which did eat my bread, had lifted up his heel against me. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me, and raise me up, that I may requite them. By this I know that thou favorest me, because my enemy doth not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in my integrity and settest me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting and to everlasting. Amen and Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15 But speaking the truth, in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ this is the word of the Lord well good morning everyone thank you John for that awesome reading and uh, as Alan just said we're going to be continuing this morning in our series on St Saviour's family values and this week our title is Our Character Matters. Now two of the most important probably the most time-consuming roles that I have in my life are those of wife and mother and one of my particular responsibilities is that I have to cook dinner most days of the week. 
Now, unfortunately, I don't actually like cooking. Um, I do like baking, but I don't enjoy cooking. And uh, although I can follow a recipe, there's probably about a billion other things I'd rather be doing. And um, if you love cooking, then my hat goes off to you, but it's just not for me. And one thing that particularly irritates me is when I look in the fridge for dinner inspiration, and at first glance it appears to be quite full, but on further examination, I realize there's not much in there. Maybe a disheveled lettuce, some out-of-date cheese, jar of pickled chilies. Now, the clever chefs among you will be like, Mexican food. But for me, I'm like, no, there's nothing here. What I do enjoy, though, is having a big clear out. So there's something very cleansing about getting rid of things and taking stock of what I've actually got. You know, when you sort of finally sort out the fridge or the food cupboard and realize that half the tins went out of date in 2009. And it feels good to clear it out and have only your current ingredients in the cupboard. Well, today's readings encourage us to conduct a bit of a stock check and poses a challenge to our character to get rid of attitudes and behaviors that have gone off or are not helpful to our walk with Jesus. What are the current 26th of February 2023 ingredients that God has to work with in our lives? Not the faith we had 10 years ago, or the spiritual experience we had in our teens, but what are we living and acting out in our faith today? What makes our character? Now this isn't a light and breezy topic, sadly. Um, no one in this room, I guarantee, will have this all sewn up. I certainly don't. If anyone says they do, they're lying, because none of us have got this down. Perhaps it's helpful to think about what the word character means. So the dictionary defines it as the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. So breaking that down into its two parts, mental and moral qualities, so what we think and do, that are crucially distinctive to us as an individual. What our character isn't about is anyone else. So this is not about looking at what society does or how our family, spouse, kids, friends, associates, colleagues, the government, global leaders, what they're doing. This is about turning the mirror on ourselves and taking a long look at the ways we think and act and to raise our self-awareness. It forces us to ask questions about our own integrity and maturity as followers of Jesus. So let's take a look at today's passage and let it help us take stock of our character. So across our readings, our two great readings, we, I, there was four main components that stood out to me. In verse one, it says, blessed are those who have regard for the weak. Or another way to say it would be, blessed are those who seek out the marginalized and support them, take care of the underdog, fight the cause of the less fortunate, put others before themselves. How are we looking out for others? 
This is as relevant to the way that we conduct our professional lives as our personal lives, our family lives, friendships, and life within society. If in our stock take, we can't point to ways that we serve others, especially those who are less able to take care of themselves than we are, then there is room to grow in our discipleship of Jesus. This could include championing the cause of the marginalized locally, someone in your office, internationally in the world, giving money away to support those with less, volunteering, carrying out acts of kindness and generosity, inviting the lonely to spend time with you. If you don't know, ask God to show you. We are never short of people in the world who are struggling in ways that we are not currently struggling. Secondly, in our stock take, verse four, the psalmist demonstrates their self-awareness in an act of confession. Now, I can definitely be guilty of letting my prayer times focus simply on wants and needs. Not just for me, for others as well, so it's all very worthy, but what about making sure I come to God with what the Bible refers to as clean hands and a pure heart first? This is about making sure that we make time to allow the Holy Spirit to prompt us about things we haven't done well and may need to apologize for, or things we need to adjust or change as we go forward. Maybe this is already part of your regular practice of prayer and you're disciplined in doing it. But if you're anything like me, it can be sometimes really tempting to rush to the give us this day our daily bread part of the prayer rather than the forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Thirdly, in our stock take, the psalmist encourages us to look at our reactions to criticism and betrayal. How do we react when we are hurt by others? The verse we read from Ephesians charges us to speak truth in love. Now, I've said this before from the platform, but I often think this verse gets misunderstood. In the same way that we might couch what we're going to say with, I don't mean to be rude, but, or with respect, the excuse that we're speaking truth in love can sometimes be used as a coverall for just saying whatever we want, as long as we claim to love the person at the same time. Now, I'm not talking about speaking truth to power here or fighting injustice. This is about the way we deal with each other, uh, with other people in our lives. And I think it would be more helpful to consider that verse um, and look at it the other way around. We should love the person first and then speak truth to them from that love. So if we haven't done the love part, maybe it's best to keep the truth part to ourselves. However, the standout verse for me in Psalm 41 is verse 12. Because of my integrity, you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. Although I love how it's written in the message version where it says, you know me inside and out. 
you hold me together. The word integrity comes from the Latin word integra, which means whole. Our discipleship of Jesus should have integrity, meaning it should be reflected in the whole of us. An easy question to ask ourselves is, am I at the same at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning in church as I am 9 p.m. on a Friday night or 11 a.m. on a Tuesday morning? Do the things I say and do in public match the person I am in private? What about my online, online persona? And most importantly, how do all these parts of my life match up to God's command for us to love him and to love one another? Only you and God can answer that question. And maybe those closest to you will have a, an opinion too. Perhaps you can ask them for some feedback if you're not sure. Now, whilst this stock check we're doing of our character can be uncomfortable at times, the cost of not doing it can be great. Pastor and author Chuck DeGroat recently posted this quote. What I've learned the hard way at times is the work that I don't do within is the war I wage with others. The work that I don't do within is the war I wage with others. He goes on, if we don't intend to our, attend to our shadows, they may become our hammers. Do you know what your shadows are? Pete Scazzaro, author of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, talks about needing to address our shadows. And he defines shadows as not just sin, but the accumulation of untamed, less than pure motives and thoughts that strongly influence our behaviors. Maybe our shadows are clear cut, short temper, critical, selfish. Or maybe they come as a result of an overdone or under pressure strength. So for example, we might value excellence, but as a shadow, it becomes perfectionism, control, harshness. We might be passionate about our understanding and perception of biblical truth, but as a shadow, it prevents us from listening to others or being kind. We may like modern things, we may like traditional things, and we may judge and criticize the other as substandard. Perhaps we want people to like us and don't like conflict, and so we avoid difficult but essential conversations. Our first step to living in integrity with Jesus requires us to look honestly at ourselves, take stock, and ask God to speak to us about the ways we need to move closer to living like Jesus. Jesus who combines majesty with the greatest humility, is committed to justice, but has astonishing mercy and grace, is infinitely capable and yet entirely trusts and relies upon his heavenly father. Perhaps Stephen and Colin want to come back. 
A couple of weeks ago, I talked about how we can be transformed by God, and it's on YouTube if you missed it and you want to catch up. And I want to remind you again that God has a plan for each of us to be transformed into more and more of the unique person he created us to be. He is poised, ready to work with us, to love us, and to impart his character onto us and shape us. When we take stock of our character and we raise our self-awareness of our shadows and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, then we begin to live more and more with integrity. If you'd like to, you might want to close your eyes as we begin to respond to God. Maybe you've been sitting here and you're doing a bit of a spiritual stop take and God has already pointed out to you things that there are to work on or how you need to serve others or something about your reactions or integrity. He doesn't force us. But if you're willing, just begin to invite the Holy Spirit to minister to you about those things that are already in your mind. If you're not sure where to start, then you could just begin by privately confessing those things that you know have happened this week or in recent times and have put you outside of your integrity as a follower of Jesus. Perhaps the way you've reacted or handled family issues or decisions or things that you've done, maybe at work, private thoughts you've had. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you areas of your character that need transformation. It's just between you and God. You don't need to tell anyone else, but I would encourage you to have some accountability. Maybe a friend or a mentor or a counselor or someone that you feel like you can trust. And if you want prayer for anything, then Alan and I are here and there'll be others too. So let's just take this time to let the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts. And I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, you are so great. Thank you that you provide us with the perfect example of character. Something that we can only hope to aspire to, Lord, but we know that you want to work in partnership with us to do it. Lord, help us to keep short accounts with you. We want to say sorry for the mistakes and the bad, deliberate choices we've made. Would you raise our self-awareness prompt us to examine our thoughts, words, and actions first before we criticize or blame others. Holy Spirit, would you reveal the shadows in our lives and begin the process of transformation in our characters that we might act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God.